Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the My Pursuit Podcast. My name is Mike, and I am the host of the My Pursuit Podcast, and really glad that you guys are listening to this. And this is the second episode of our soul food season of the My Pursuit Podcast. So I just want to say, in order to avoid going through the introduction every single time and me explaining everything about what this is, what we're doing, and why we're doing it, um, if, if this is your first time listening to the My Pursuit Podcast, I would encourage you to go to the previous episode, which is, um, episode one of the soul food season and listen to that one. Um, if this is your first episode that you're listening to of this particular season, I would still say go back to the previous one. Cause this is different than what we've been doing in the past. And this podcast is a little bit different than probably any other podcast that you've been listening to. So I would love for you to know what you're getting into before, uh, you just listen to me, uh, go on for the next little bit. So, Um, but I am glad that you guys are listening to this and I, I do have a little confession to make as I'm starting, uh, this particular recording right here is that I've actually recorded this one before. Um, this is kind of a re-recording. Um, and, uh, I recorded the beginning of this podcast, the intro of this podcast, um, at the beginning of the week. And the more I thought about it after I recorded it, the more I, it's not that I felt like it was dishonest or anything like that. I just felt like it wasn't as real as I wanted to be with this podcast. So, um, I, I have decided to go back and kind of re-record this intro. Um, even though it's later in the week and some things have already happened with the podcast, with, with my devotions and, and what's going on there. So, um, this is a little bit of a, a redo. Um, and in my attempt, uh, just to be genuine and real. Um, because I, I felt like when I recorded this previously, I may have made it sound like, you know, everything was great and not that there's any massive problem or anything like that, but I, I may, I may have made things sound a little bit different than, than they actually are. Because one of the things that I've shared, um, with the church and, and that I've shared, um, on this podcast already, um, in the last episode is I, I've shared a little bit about how recently I've, I've recently I've been feeling um, you know, overwhelmed just with life, with the demands of life. And, you know, that's, that's what comes with the territory of being a bivocational pastor where I'm working full time outside the church is that things do get overwhelming. And, you know, now that I'm the head pro of the golf course that I work at and the director of golf and all that, um, you know, the, the buck stops with me and it's kind of tough when you consider your full time job, um, when you consider that the job that you're doing for the sake of your passion, which is the church. And, um, and so sometimes you start realizing that the thing that is of primary importance to you and the thing that you're doing this for is the thing that you end up, I don't want to say neglecting, but it's the thing that you don't get to put the energy and, um, your excitement into, uh, I guess is, is the way that I would put it. And so, Sometimes that not only feels overwhelming, but it, it just kind of feels like, man, I, I, I just wish things were different, you know, and, 
And so I've, I've been feeling that a little bit lately. Um, and I shared with you some of the things I've been doing in order to care for my own soul, which is where this series and this season uh, come from, the soul food season, is I've been talking about, you know, when when I'm dealing with a little bit of discouragement and the feelings of being overwhelmed and stressed out, um, you know, how do you feed your soul in the midst of that, which is kind of what we're getting to and, and what we're talking about as we go through uh, this particular season and this particular series. And so I, I'm excited to talk about that, but I, I just didn't want to start this off by making it sound like, Hey, everything's great. Um, you know, I, things are, I, I've done a lot over the last month or month and a half to really start to think about how I'm going to tend to my soul and, uh, things that I'm doing for that. And that's obviously the reason for that. But, um, you know, not all of that just takes a hold immediately. Um, and I'm sure you know what I'm saying there, but that's just kind of how that feels to me. And so, um, starting that off, um, I I just want to make sure that you understand that as I'm going into this. And so, um, what I'm talking about this week and the soul food that I'm looking into, in fact, this was a little bit of a, um, interesting week as far as soul food is concerned. The last couple of weeks have been because what I've been doing for devotions in the past, what I've been doing along with this podcast, as well as you know, even when I wasn't recording the podcast is uh, I've been trying to stay in scripture. I've just been going through scripture bit by bit, chunk by chunk. And so, you know, if I was in Matthew chapter five at the end of chapter five last week, then this week I'd be at the beginning of Matthew chapter six and just going from, you know, step to step, step of the scripture. And one of the things that really occurred to me last week is that um, I'm not necessarily doing that the same way um, that I'm actually you know, I'm, I might be jumping around in scripture and I'm kind of focusing more on a topic and a specific soul food and I'm working on that. And so the scripture that I'm going to be going through on a weekly basis is going to be, um, it, it's going to be based on the soul food that I'm um, partaking of that particular week. Um, so it, it'll, it may, fi- you may find me jumping around a little bit during this uh, particular season. And um, this week's is a little bit, um, gosh, I don't know how to, how to say it, a little bit unwieldy as far as uh, my choice for scripture and devotions go, um, because my topic this week and the soul food that we're going to talk about this week is the Bible. Um, and we're going to talk about how reading the Bible um, and using the Bible as a soul food, there's a way to use it as a soul food, is is what I started the week believing, but with that premise, with that hypothesis, one of the things I've been trying to figure out is how do you use scripture that way? And what, what is the best way to articulate how to use it that way and, and how to go about this? So um, I know, the, and the one thought I have even going into um, Sunday this week and teaching about this is I don't want this to sound super Sunday school. I don't want to start this series off and say, hey, we're talking about our soul food and soul food is going to be read your Bible, everybody, because, and I mean, it just sounds like the most basic thing that we could possibly tell you. It sounds cliche. It sounds like a Christian cliche. Hey, if you just stay in God's word, if you just stay in the Bible and you do your devotions, you're taking care of your soul. And that's really all that God wants you to do. And there's more to it than that. Uh, because if, that, if, if it was that easy, um, I, I don't think that this whole soul food thing and this whole soul care type thought would be um, something that we'd even have to cover. And so um, the questions that we're going to get into are questions over um, why 
is is the Bible? Um, what, why should this be part of our soul food? What should it do to us? Like, what should reading scripture do to us? And like, how how can we read it in a way that it is soul food? Because I've got to tell you, um, I have friends on both sides of this. I have friends who I I and I'm not sure about this, but I I, I assume I have friends who've kind of given up on scripture, who've kind of said, you know what, um, you know, either. I'm, I'm just done with the Bible and I'm done with faith and Christianity. I mean, I know some people who've said that and um, they have some very strong feelings about why they're not going to spend time in scripture. I also know Christians who I, not that they would come out and say it, um, but I feel like they don't spend a lot of time in scripture and they might have a reason for not spending much time or any time in scripture. Uh, they might feel like, Hey, they've, they're getting everything that they need out of, you know, attending church or listening to Christian music or reading Christian books or just maybe just being a good person. Um, so I, I don't know if that's where you come from as you listen to this, but, um, you know, I, I know that's the case with many people. And I know that um, it's the case with some people that they've completely given up. You know, um, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts this week. Um, it's not a Christian podcast, but the uh, the host of the podcast was interviewing um, somebody who's kind of a minor celebrity. And as he was interviewing him, uh, the, the guest shared, um, that he used to be, you know, very active in, in faith and grew up in a church family. And he didn't say anything positive or, or negative about it right off the bat. But the host, his question was, when did you stop, you know, kind of believing in that stuff and stop practicing faith and stop believing in God? And I was I was so shocked by that question because he he just kind of made the assumption like oh I'm sure that you don't believe in God anymore because you've grown up and obviously grown ups don't really believe in that anymore almost kind of like you know like when did you stop believing in the Easter Bunny or, or something like that you know and 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 so I I, I heard that and I was like wow you know and and his reason for giving up on it was the reason I've I've heard shared by many people in the past that. That he said, you know, hey, uh, you know, in reading the Bible, there's some things that you read and it doesn't quite match up with what you're learning in school. And so, you know, I'm, I'm just done with it. You know, um, it, it doesn't make sense. You know, it's inaccurate or it, you know, it makes the earth, it makes it sound like the earth is supposed to be 5,000 years old. But really, you know, every science teacher I've ever had tells me that it's billions of years old. So, like, what, what, what do we do with that? And those are great questions. But I also ask the question, is that the right reason to give up on Scripture? Um, because, I mean, let, let's, let's be clear, the Bible, if, if we have an understanding of what it is, is it's a library of books, right? I mean, it's not, it's not one book written by one guy. It's 66 books written by about 50 authors over the course of like 1,500 years in a couple different languages, many different dialects from a bunch of different customs. Um, you know, we, we can't expect that every bit of it's going to make total sense to us. And we also have to be honest, like if there's part of it that we look at and we go, hey, this this first part of this one book doesn't match with what I learned in science class. Does that mean that all the other books in the library are bad? Because we don't do that with the library. If you go into your library and you read a book that's not true, you don't say, well, this library is garbage. Right. You you just say this is something that I, I'm struggling with in the library. I don't have to you know, spend the time in that book right now when I don't have those answers. Um, but many people throw out the whole book because they can't get past, 
you know, the first few chapters of Genesis or they can't get past, um, you know, other parts of the Bible where it makes it sound like God, you know, calls his people to go to war and do terrible things at war to another culture, another group. And you go, ah, that doesn't, that doesn't say what I wanted to say, you know? And, and so I'm, I'm, I'm done. And, um, you know, is that, is that a good reason to be done with the whole library? Because one part of one book doesn't quite make sense to us. And, and, um, in saying that, I do want to make sure that I articulate, I, I'm not saying to you that I have all the answers for all those questions. Cause I certainly don't. Um, but I am saying, should we give up on it because of those problems that we have? And I think many do. Um, finally, I've known some people who um, really make it sound like, as far as the Bible goes, in, these are Christian people and very churchy people. And you probably know some of these people that make it sound like, hey, the Bible's everything I've ever wanted. You know, like all I want to do, if I could, if I could spend all day doing something, it would be reading the Bible or it would be, you know, listening to God's word and praying. And you know, that, that would be what people would want to do 24 hours a day. And, um, I, I know people who are like that. And I always wonder, like, is that real? Are, are you just saying that because that sounds very, very Christian or are you being real with it? Because I, like, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want to read the Bible 24 hours a day. It's not that that means I don't love Jesus, but like, you know, sometimes it takes a little bit of, uh, discipline to say, I'm going to, you know, read, or I'm going to dive into this. And so, I, I'm not, I'm not on that side of thing. That's not who I am, and I'm, I'm also not the person who's given up on it, and I'm not the person who wants to fake anything. I, I want to really be excited and find ways to be excited to use scripture as soul food. So that's what I'm doing this week. Is I'm going to find what does it take to be excited to use scripture as soul food in a way that actually is meaningful to my daily life and to how I treat others and that what I think and what I do and what I believe and all that stuff. So I'm going to try to figure that out. So, um, and again, I'm recording this later in the week, so I already know a little bit about what I'm doing, but what I set out the week to do was to figure out, um, what, what is reading look like, uh, for me? What, what does it look like to spend time in scripture? How much scripture from where? Um, I will tell you this, that I kind of had this initial thought that at the beginning of the week, hey, what I should do is I should tell people that they should spend, you know, they should always be spending some time in the Gospels and, you know, always some time in the Psalms and, and then, you know, maybe figure out where else to go from there. But maybe those should be like the key places and that I should just hang out in those places. And and I'm already finding through this week that um that's maybe not the best way to go about it. And so I'm trying some new things this week with reading scripture. And I'm excited to share that with you at the end of the week and let you know what that did, what it looks like and what that means to me. So anyway, that's kind of where I'm coming from this week. So right off the bat this morning, or like at the beginning of the week, if I'm trying to be honest, I didn't have something that I was ready to share that was like a devotion from scripture. Um, I do now, I have one that I've kind of been hanging out in for a little bit of the week. And so I'm kind of, I'll, I'll be excited to share with that with you at the end of the week to let you know how that went. Um, but that's, that's kind of where things are. So anyway, what I'm going to do is 
I'm going to finish this recording at the end of the week, which is how this series normally goes. I'm going to finish the recording at the end of the week where I'm going to let you know um, how using scripture as soul food has enhanced or changed or, you know, how, how that's gone in my faith. So I'm excited to let you know that at the end of the week to spend some time with you at the end of the week. So um, I'm going to sign off now. You're going to stay listening because I'll be right back, but it'll be the end of the week for you or end of the week for me. It'll be momentarily for you. And um, just kind of excited to see what uh, what's in store for this week. So anyway, thank you guys for listening. If you have any questions, please submit them to mypursuit at outlook.com. I would love to respond to any questions that maybe you would have that I can respond to during this series. And I'll just kind of take them as they come. And um, so anyway, that's what we're doing. Looking forward to speaking to you at the end of the week. Stay tuned. Hey everybody, I am back. It is the end of the week. I am on my way home on a Saturday afternoon and um, it is windy out. It's been rainy all day. It's um, just how it is today. But um, thank you guys for staying tuned with this and for tuning in in the first place. So going to share a little bit with you about how it went this week using scripture as my soul food. And, um, you know, I was trying to do that this week because one, one of the things that I struggle with this week going into this week is saying, OK, if if I say I'm going to do that this week, what am I going to do different than what I've been doing in the past? Because um, you guys have already heard if you've listened to any of the previous episodes or seasons of this podcast, you've heard me already share what I like, what I've been doing devotionally. And that's obviously changing because I'm not going from um from, you know, one verse to the very next verse all the way through this, I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to spend some time thinking about the soul food. That's kind of my primary focus here. So I'm not primarily during this season going to be focused specifically on just the scripture. I'm going to be focused more on the soul food, which might lead me to, you know, multiple scriptures from multiple different places. Um, as this one definitely does, because one of the things I want to figure out this week is, first of all, like, how do you use the you know, scriptures as soul food? Because as I've been doing that in the past, I've been trying to stay focused on one chunk of scripture for an entire week, which I'm going to tell you is actually, um, I, I don't want to say this. Um, in an arrogant or whatever way, that's one of the best things that I've, that I've found. And I didn't find it this week. I found that before this week that I've really enjoyed going about my devotions that way, because here's, here's the secret. And I, I think I shared this with you earlier in the week as I was recording the first part of this. I'm not the person who looks at scripture and goes, Oh my goodness, I can't wait. I can't wait to get home and read the Bible. You know, um, it's not that I have any aversion to the Bible or any reason not to love it or, or something like that. And it's not that I don't love it because I do. I find a lot there. But um, just admitting that I don't, gosh, I, I don't sit there 
hungering and thirsting for it and waiting until, oh man, I can't wait to get to it. I think for part of my life, um, there have been times where it was, you know, if we're talking about soul food, it was kind of forced food. You know, it was kind of like the spiritual equivalent of eating your veggies when, you know, seems like treats are available. You know, it, it just seemed like, uh, you know, why, you know, why do I have to do this every day or why do I have to do this multiple times a week, you know, and how much do I have to read and really, you know, for this to make sense. And I will, I will tell you for sure that what I found over the last few years is that quantity reading in quantity um, there's a place for that, but as far as my devotional life, reading in quantity is not something that really does a whole lot to feed me, to, um, to inspire me and, and to change me. Um, reading in quantity, what that does do is it gives me a zoomed out perspective of scripture. And that's a good thing because if, if I were to take, you know, a day or two and read the Gospel of Matthew, um, so that'd be, you know, reading, you know, 14-ish chapters, you know, in a day. And, um, you know, so if I was going to do that in a couple days and read the whole book, which is completely doable and fine, you'd have this big zoomed out picture of who Jesus is. And I think there's definitely a place for that. Um, but... There's only so much discovery that you do in a zoomed out view. Um, you, scripture really opens up when you take a microscope to some bits of it and you ask questions in some places like, why would, why would the author use this word? Or what, why, why is this bit of scripture addressed to this person? And what could it actually mean to me instead of just to that person. And I think there's a lot of good questions, um, that come from the microscope as well as from the zoomed out wide angle lens of scripture. And so I think there's some great places for the wide angle view of things. Um, but I, I also think that, um, I am more blessed. I don't want to say more blessed. I'm, I'm more fed and inspired and encouraged when I, I zoom in a little bit and I spend some time focusing in and I don't worry at all about the quantity. Um, I, and I'll, I'll tell you, first of all, if I start reading the Bible as I'm sitting down and I go, I need to read five chapters right now. Um, that's absolutely the wrong direction for me personally to go. And I found that out this week. Um, I am much more encouraged to take a little bit of scripture and to, um, to focus on it, to spend some time in it, which means like one teaching or one story or sometimes even one thought. Um, so a place that really spoke to me this week and gosh, this is so funny to me because I, I had started the week thinking maybe what I should do is I should just spend time only in the gospels or, you know, the Gospels and Psalms, or, you know, throw a proverb in there, or something like that. And I did. I bounced around into those places. Um, But I I had a feeling in the middle of the week where I was like, you know, there's so much of the Old Testament that I don't spend, you know, a ton of time in. Like, I'll spend more time in the Psalms, 
um, or the Proverbs. And the Proverbs is a book, by the way, like I don't read zoomed out ever. Like I don't read wide angle there. I just, I grab like a couple Proverbs. I, I don't, I don't read a whole chapter full of them or else it just feels like this is too much. I, you know, it's just too much at the same time. Um, so what I'd rather do is just take one thought or one proverb at a time and, and go from there. And sorry, if I'm not focused right now, there's a lady in front of me who's trying to merge and nobody is helping her. I feel bad about that. Somebody finally helped her. Oh, good. Uh, I was worried she was going to hit somebody there. Um, anyway, I'm stuck in traffic by the way. Um, weekend traffic going uh, through Smoky Point and into Marysville is terrible, um, especially southbound. I don't know why. Uh, and anyway, oh man, sorry about that. Uh, that's a digression. But but anyway, the the zoomed in view um, with less quantity is definitely something that blesses me. So this week I, I spent a little time in. I, I, I said, okay, I want to spend a little bit of time with the prophet because I don't do that quite as much. And that's kind of where the rest of the week went for me is to go, what if I jump into some bits of scripture that I don't spend a ton of time in? And and I just go there. So I did. I went into uh, the book of Isaiah a little bit. And the only reason why I did that is because I was listening to um, a teacher that I really like who referenced something from Isaiah that I didn't recognize. And so I went into Isaiah and it's not sitting right in front of me, but I'm 99% sure it was Isaiah uh, 54. Um, Isaiah is a big book, by the way. And um, there's a lot to it. And and I remember that, you know, from other times in reading it. And there, there's this, so I'm, I'm reading Isaiah 54 because of what um, Tim Keller, uh, a pastor that I like to listen to, um, because what he said. And, and so I, I started looking into it and the, the, 54 is written for barren women is what it talks about. It talks about, Oh, you barren woman and starts. It, this is what God would say to this woman who cannot produce a child. And so, you know, if I'm looking at that, I go, this is just not for me at all. Like this, this means this is not addressed to me. This is not applicable to me until I started to ask the question, why is this here? And what could God be saying to me through this passage, which ends up, by the way, being one of the most important thoughts I, I, for me as I'm reading scripture. And in, in here, he talks to this woman, and I'm going to share a little bit of this uh, tomorrow on Sunday, too. So I hope this isn't too repetitive saying this, but um, God says to this barren woman, um, he, he says, oh, barren woman, and he tells her how blessed she is. Now, as, as you read scripture, one of the things that you have to realize from that culture, which is very different than ours, is that at that time, women saw themselves and their value based upon could they produce children. And for women, the thought was produce as many children as you can because that's how you will be the most blessed, is to have the most children. That's how, the, like, having children was, like, that was your retirement account was having children, um, having people that could take care of you in your old age because generally other people would not. And, um, so this is something that you were supposed to do. And if you ended up being barren, I mean, your husband could leave you. Um, you, you were seen as less valuable. Um, your husband might, you know, at at that time might even marry another woman as well. Um, because the husband's going to feel the need for offspring. He might abandon you. What, what, I mean, terrible things could happen to you. And, um, single barren women were just, 
they, they were going to starve to death um, or turn to some terrible things in order to, you know, take care of themselves and, and pay, you know, pay their way. And so um, as you think about that in scripture, you think about God is speaking to somebody who sees their value totally through the lens of what their culture tells them that their value is. But then in this passage, God tells this woman, wait, um, you are, you are so valuable to God. You're so loved by God. You will be blessed more than a woman who, who has more children than any woman you've ever met. And just start talking to the woman this way. And I started to think about it. And this really started to mean something to me this week as I started to read about this, this thought that, hey, your view of yourself needs to come through not the lens of the world, but the lens of Scripture. And I just started to see that as one of the most important things I could take away this week from being in Scripture. One of the things that being in Scripture does and focusing on Scripture does is it causes you to, to hopefully cause you to view the world through the lens of Scripture and through the lens of that God wants you to view it through. And to me, that's huge uh, because we live in a world that tells us what our value is, that tells us, you know, your value is completely and totally based upon um, how you appear, right? Um, how many likes you get on the Instagram and, and the Facebook, right? That's that's what you are valued by. You are valued by, you know, your power, your authority, your beauty, your appearance, um, your intellect, your ability to earn money, your ability to entertain. Those are the things that this world values you based on. That's what you see your value as based on the world. But if you're sitting there going like, I'm not the world's most attractive person. Or you're sitting there going like, I am, you know, I, I'm not seen that way by other people. Um, or, or I'm not powerful. Or I'm not rich. Or I'm not famous. Or I'm not the world's most entertaining person. And you start to look at it that way and then start to, to say, but you know what God tells me? God tells me is that I have this unbelievable value to him. Um, and, and then we start looking at it that way. That, that means something to me because I, I got to tell you as a, and this is from me and this is, this is about me, this part, um, as, as somebody who's in bivocational ministry of, you know, a small, but interesting and wonderful, lovely church, you know, there, there's, there's times where I see our church as, um, small and people will tell you, well, a small church means that it's not a good church. You know, if, if you were a good church, you'd be a, a large church. And, and if you were a good pastor, uh, you'd be at a church who would be paying your full-time salary, but, but you're earning your salary outside of the church, not at the church. And, um, and, and so there's a lot of ways that you look at yourself and you feel not valuable and, um, not everything that you could be. But then when you read that scripture and when you go, wait, God is telling me something different. He's telling me that he values me. Um, uh, there's a lot in there too about like the thought of being married to married to God and, and this, this thought that God wanted to marry his people. He wanted um, for his people to see him as loving them as much as, as, as a uh, groom would love his bride. Um, that's powerful to feel that. And, and that's meaningful. 
And I got to tell you, when you spend a couple of days, which I've spent the, like the last two days now with that thought of, of reminding myself, I cannot see myself through the lens of this world. The lens of this world is, and I hate to use the, the term and the quote, uh, the lens of the world is fake news. Um, but the truth is what we find in scripture. And what I'm compelled to do is decide, is that true or is what the world says true? And, and I find for myself many times where I guess I doubt the truth of scripture. I doubt that I am that valuable to God. And I start believing the world and seeing myself through the lens of the world. And when I do that, I start seeing other people and their value through the lens of the world rather than through the truth that we find in scripture. And you guys, I got to tell you, there's a different way to do this. And, um, and scripture, we have to make the decision. Is is that true? And is that real? I mean, the world is going to make us feel like it's not. Um, and the reason why, I think that it's important to spend time in scripture and use it as soul food is because it does tell us what is real and what is true. And I've got to tell you, if, if you're a person who's believed that power and, you know, the whole economy thing, like how, how well you're doing financially, um, if, if you believe that, that that's what makes you valuable, um, if you think that's what makes you good, I think we're missing out. We're believing the lies of the world. And so, um, you know, if we believe that about our appearance or about our success at worldly things, um, then we've been believing a lot of lies. And um, so I, I just have to tell you, that to me is is a big part of using scripture as my soul food, is starting to come to terms with the fact that um, not only does God love me, but but he's got a truth for me, which is different than what the rest of this world would have me believe. And, um, and that, um, is definitely worth spending this week trying to use scripture's soul food. So I, I would encourage you, um, if, if you want this kind of soul food, um, read scripture. Um, I, and, and I would definitely say it, it would be a wonderful thing to start with Jesus in scripture because that's what scripture revolves around. Um, so I would say, you know, hey, if you need a place to start, start in the Gospel of John, start in the Gospel of Matthew, you know, the great places to start. Um, if you need a place to start, start in the book of Romans. Um, man, there's so much there. And Romans is this all-inclusive book that which really talks about why we should have faith, how we can have faith, what faith looks like, you know. And I would I would encourage you to do that, to check into that, um, to, to find, you know, somewhere that can be your food in that way. Um, because that really does, um, it's, it's meant a lot to me this week and I'm excited for what it's going to mean to me in the future. And I want to continue to have this as my soul food. So anyway, that's what I would suggest. I would suggest small chunks, not big chunks. I I would suggest small enough so that you are not dissuaded from saying, you know what, it's going to take so much time. It's going to take so much effort. I'm going to be bored. I'm going to have to miss out on everything in order to read scripture. I would say start with smaller chunks. Um, let let that be something that's energizing to you to say, 
I, I don't need to read chapters. I can read a couple verses and I can find something there. If I spend some time with those verses, meditating on those thoughts, meditating on what God might say to me in those places, um, that certainly should mean a lot. So anyway, that's my thought for this week. Uh, it encouraged me. Um, it encouraged me to even repeat it and say those things out loud because I've not done that yet. And uh, so I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about what's coming over the next couple of weeks and um, excited to get in and share that with you, um, you know, starting next week again. So anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to this. Uh, if you would like to participate in the conversation, let me know um, what what you're thinking and feeling. Shoot me an email at mypursuit at outlook.com. I would love to respond to your questions. Not that I have answers for everything. I most certainly do not. Um, but I would love for you to participate in this in any way that you would like to as well. And I'd love to encourage you. Take care of your soul. Um, go after this soul food. Spend some time finding out what this soul food can do to encourage, to, to build up your soul. Um, because really, this is starting to be... Uh, um, um, powerful thing for me and I I can't wait to see you guys um, do this as well so anyway thank you guys for listening take care and until next week um, thanks for listening